Yeah, it was. Um, you just you're not <laughs> you. <sighs> jokes to you are like bullets. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I don't even know. That was that was one of the worst the worst fuck ups you've ever done. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. Goosey, Gary Busey. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is uh, where every week we get into a different album. We uh, we get down and dirty with it. We get to get into the nitty gritty of it. We try to have a good time while we're doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, way out there, far away in the ether, is Jeff. And I missed the bell again. I'm just I'm just not on my A game today. That's what it is. Here comes the bell. Now you were way I fast. I was way too fast. You were talking really fast. I was like panicked. Panicked trying to hit the bell. Uh, but anyway, yeah, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. I also try to get through the quick. intros fast yeah, because you... fast. Because you bitch about it. What did you because just, you what did you just crack it. open, a buddy? I just, I just cracked open a buddy, baby. Oh, a buddy, God, baby. Dude. What do you got? What do you got for your backies? Uh, I literally am just finishing that fucking what a nasty stout. twelve percenter here, Woo, so I'm I'm, I'm moving on to the Miller Lights with lime, of okay. course. With lime, of course. That's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. So yeah, That's we're fun. doing we're doing a system of a down record a today. We're doing their self titled. Sure. But before we do that, what we like to do, we like to rank the albums of the band that we're doing this that week. So we're gonna do the five system of down records from least best. To their best. To best, best. So, Jeff, let's just hop right into it. And um, what do you got for your number five system of the down record? This one, uh, their number five record and the only one that I don't really like. Okay. Everything else after this I I like and I want to buy in vinyls. This one I I will never buy. But why? Well, I'll get into that. But that's Hypnotize. Really? Okay. Yeah, this is... um, That's stupid. (laughs) Well, is it? This is uh, this is too much, too much, Darren. Darren, okay. there's a Darren? there's a line that definitely like shouldn't be crossed between having Darren just kind of be on harms, and maybe have his own little verse here or there, and then having like Darren straight up sing, and and command the song, and that mm-hmm. line was crossed in Hypnotize. But you love Lonely Day. That's your favorite. Don't f- don't forget song. that I do love Lonely Day. It's so bad for for one sole reason, and that's because and you hate Lonely Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is like objectively a bad song. But it's if awful. I but if I can sing the Lonely Day and then and it's mine and it's mine like that part like 
I know you hate that. Ever since like we were fresh out of high school, I've always sang this part because you fucking hate it so much. I hate it. It's awful. And it's not a good song at all, but I still I still love singing it because because of how bad it is. <laughs> but Hypnotize is not a good album. It's just not good. And they've done so much stuff that are that are great. And and they've utilized Darren in a way to not command songs and he shouldn't be commanding songs. He should be backing up Surge at the most. Yeah. At the most. Correct. But, um, but okay. So my favorite song, stealing society, this is quite possibly the only good song on this album. Oh, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. The only good song on this album. And, and I just said, like, have I know you, I don't think you listen to this record. I just said, I don't, I don't like when, when he's singing, and and Darren does sing here by himself, but then don't forget. But then Serge comes in during Darren's part with this weird like scat thing in the background, and mm-hmm. then you realize, okay, okay, everything's okay now. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you for saving us. It was just enough Darren, but not too much to start really pissing me off. You're unbelievable that you hypnotize you hate this record. Yeah, hypnotize is for sure easily their their worst record. But to say it's a bad, come on. No, yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. I this is this is a sub two record for sure. Oh, you're so dumb. This is, and what's even what's even dumber is that you're not going to buy this record on vinyl mm-mm. to complete the collection. But you'll buy, but you'll get all the Eagles, and you'll get all of Elvis Costello uh, and all of the Ramones. Okay, to be fair, the Eagles collection cost me five dollars. So what? That's five dollars too many. That's that. I mean, that's a hot and ready, but. <laughs> to complete the collection of system, that's going to cost me a hundred dollars. You got to complete it. The Eagles five dollars for you know a handful of good songs or system a lot more good songs, but it's a hundred bucks. Great songs. Yeah, hypnotizes are worse. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. If you have anything besides hypnotizes, your last here. one, then just go ahead and I guess take more stupid pills because you're already fucking ODing on stupid pills anyway. Your brain's fucking mush. So go ahead. All right, well, my number five is Toxicity. What? What? Are you... Wait, what? Are you serious? No. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I was so so caught off guard. There's no way. I tried to play that off really well, too. So, yeah, it's it's not Toxicity. My my least favorite is Steal This Album. I literally... Dude, I have no words. I I don't know what to say. I was... I got goosebumps. I'm gonna. I can't take a really a picture of goosebumps, but I legit have goosebumps right now. I, man, I got you good. You got me good on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Got him. But steal this album is my number five. It's not a bad record. There's not a record that's below a two on this out of their catalog out of the five. And um, I mean, it's not. It's it's a good album. It's just nothing. It's just not as good as the other stuff. You could tell it's just like it was the B, you could tell they were B-sides cuz it sound sounded like some of them weren't even finished songs, which could be cool, but I don't know, it just it doesn't really take you anywhere. But my favorite one off this one is uh Boom. That's the best one. I love the the drum part when they when everyone yells boom and then just like oh. the snare roll. It's so good. Ah, I love okay. that song. That song's like always on my my main playlist. What do you I love it. Chicken I- Stew is good too. How do you feel that like Serge has said this is like his favorite album that they've ever done? Oh, he's absolutely bullshitting. There's no way this is his favorite th- record. It's not even think, a cohesive record. Do you think he's just saying it to try and save face for the fact that they released an album of B-sides 
and they're trying to pass it off as another cohesive album. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah. Okay. There's no way he would think this this is this is or he would think that it's his favorite. That's stupid. That's silly. That's silly talk. Silly boy talk. <laughs> Fucking talk. So that's my number five. Guy. Man, I got you so good. <laughs> I, that was fantastic. Because it, it's possible. It's because it's a, it's a possibility that I would say that. Yeah, because you like the stupidest shit. <laughs> so it's completely possible. But that's all right. I got got. I'll admit it. Uh, you got got real good. So what do you got for your number four? Number four, um, steal this album. Kind okay, of, makes sense. Makes sense. Like much in the same vein as, as as what you're talking about. This album isn't bad, and there's a lot of really good songs here, but it's not a cohesive album as everything else normally is. Even Hypnotize is a cohesive album with with a lot of the same thoughts, with a lot of the songs kind of strung together, sounding yeah. the same and in the same vein. Whereas Steal This Album is literally just a bunch of fucking B-sides that they pretended it was another album to kind of bank on the, the, the popularity of Toxicity. That's fine. It's not a big deal, but call it as it is, you know? Yeah. It's something that, that could have been from like a band, a band's first record. Like they, they kind of just have all these songs that they've wrote, they've written over the last couple of years. And then they just threw all those songs onto an album, but not writing the album as a whole. That's kind of what it seems like to me. Like it would have been a cool debut, but yeah, the third record is a little, little crazy, especially coming off of Toxicity. It's crazy. The high, so like, like my biggest problem with Seal's album is are, are the highs. Like the highs, the highs just aren't as high as 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 everything else. Be I guess better than this. Like toxicity, the highs and toxicity are exponentially higher than Steel's album. There aren't any lows in Steel's. There's no like stinkers on this. Yeah, but it's just like everything is just good. And with System yeah. being just good isn't enough. Exactly. So they have so many bangers, but my 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 biggest banger 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 my biggest banger <laughs> is is chicken stew. Like I, the, dude, I love how heavy and fun this is, and it's it's so funny, and it's like shitting on consumerism while while paying homage to like big time sportscasters, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And 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 Serge is at his best when he's being goofy, but deliberate. I'm, I'm with you. His his. I mean, we'll get more into his lyrics, but I like him a lot. <clears throat> so number four is steal this album. Yeah. My number four is hypnotize. There you go, Jeff. Finally right. got hypnotized out. All right. I still think it's a good record overall. Yeah. I mean, obviously Lonely Island or Lonely Island. Lonely Day is their worst song ever. They've never done worse than that song. And uh but other than that, I mean it has some some truly strong bangers. You Fig is my favorite, as well as Attack. Those two songs are mm. dude, they're 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 top notch. Especially You Atta- Fig. Attack is is you are pushing it with that one. Attack is. What don't you like about you fig? I don't understand it. It's it's okay. I I just I can't believe you 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 don't like this record. No, it, I don't. That's I, absolutely insane. I didn't like it's it almost like at all. I, I was I was very displeased with this. That doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. It, makes it no does sense. though. It does because there's so many good songs. It's it's vicinity of obscenity. That's a great fucking song too. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. The sun you love, sun in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Terracotta pie. Terracotta pie. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so th- that's my number four is is uh, Hypnotize. What do you got for your number three? Uh, okay, so number three. There we go. Number three for me is Toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking. 
That yeah. is shocking. This is uh, this was this this was my intro to system, and I think it's still a banger. And this is this is an album that I will pick up at some points, but uh, not before my other two, which I've already picked up one because of the album of the week. But mm-hmm. my biggest problem with this one is there's always been a lull in the middle parts between Chop Suey and, and Science, and it's mm-hmm. not like it's bad, but like those three songs that are there are just kind of they're kind of okay. Yeah. And when I think of System, like System System of a Down could have easily been a super group because of how good, how innovative, how unique, how great they were. Like everything about System of a Down was so fucking cool. And they like much like Rage, like they took the world by storm and they and they kind of came in a time when when like new metal was really popular, but system wasn't really new metal because there was no like hip hop elements. And so they were just kind of like straight metal, but they were too kind of goofy to be classified as real metal. They were a little more zany. So they kind of like paved their own way and no one like since has really been like system. And then on top of it all, like their political kind of, kind of context was just, yeah. it was unmatched. And, and as much as credit as we give rage and, and how much like Zach, kind of pushes the envelope all of these guys in system have done things outside of music to promote like political awareness for whatever they believe yeah i agree with you on that and that is i don't know that's that's just we don't see that and we you rarely see that especially from a band that's this good mm-hmm. yeah like bands is good they just don't do this they, they they bank on that on those on those residuals on those royalties and they call it a day but, well, but system, system. kind of does that, but maybe now, I mean, they haven't, maybe now, they haven't put anything out in fifteen years. So, but again, like, no, yeah, like, dude, this out what the album of the week is what ninety seven or some shit? Like, that's ninety eight. Oh, that's twenty two years ago. It's crazy to think, right? Fucking a. But yeah, tox, oh, yeah. toxic. We're on toxicity, right? Yeah, yeah toxicity. Well, yeah, you're number three. Yeah, toxicity is my number three. It's just those lows. It's just those down parts. I but think those are, songs, like after Chop Suey, like balance is such a. Uh, it's crazy. Forest is another like creepy song. Come on, it's good. Uh, uh, and there's yeah. a lot of there's, there's a lot of things in Toxicity that they've already done, and and we'll get into that when we do their their self entitled. Um, but Science Science is my new is my new banger. That's as, a banger. As much as I love Toxicity or um, Chop Suey, because Chop Suey was the first System song I've heard. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so as much as I love that song and that is iconic and I will never not like that song, I think Science is my new is my new banger. It's not the heaviest or the fastest, but it just it has everything that they've done. It has everything that I want to hear from System. And it's got that kind of like cool like Middle Eastern break in the middle mm-hmm. and it changes up a little bit and it's it's just good shit, man. It's good stuff. It's a banger, man. Totally. It's good stuff. Absolutely a banger. All right, well, my number three is, I'm going to go with Mesmerize. Yeah, this figure. is, um, you're basic. You're, you're, you're dumb. You're so dumb. <laughs> uh, Mesmerize <laughs> is my number three. This is um, chock full of bangers throughout this album. And it, it is much better than Hypnotize, like significantly better. But to say Hypnotize is bad is, is insanity. And I remember the first time I heard Mesmerize, I was, I just, I didn't like all the, all of Darren's vocals. I thought it was way too much, but it grew on me. It definitely grew on me. And it's, you're just hit with banger after banger on this, except for like Lost in Hollywood. That's like the only, it's good, but it's just like the only part where you're like, oh man, really? Like 
you just come off of so many great songs. I just, I don't know. But uh, my favorite song off this one is Question. Question is the best song. It's a single, I know. But I love the the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And then it just like goes into that really fast like verse, but it's just like an acoustic plane. And just, it's super soft, but super fast. I love it. I love Question. Damn. It's a great one. But then, you know, uh, Revenga is awesome too. Siguro is great. Uh, Violent Pornography, I love that one too. Dude, there's so many fucking great songs on this record. It's a good absolute record. banger of a record. It's, it's fucking good. It's, it's an absolute fucking banger. But there this, you go. So that's what. And this one came out like right before we graduated high school. So that song, the song Cigaro, I remember like in our group of friends. And then like even John, who doesn't really like this type of music, mm-hmm. like a lot of the songs from Mesmerize, he was really into. Mostly because they were goofy and he thought they were goofy. Yeah. But. Well, I remember Cigaro came out before BYOB, but there's ne- it was never a single, but like they released it on their website or something like that. And then it was played on K-Rock for a brief period of time. And then BYOB came out as the official single and then they stopped playing Cigaro. I remember that because I remember Cigaro being the first one I heard off this record as well. But damn, BYOB is a great one too. It's, it's all it's all fucking good. It's a good Absolute one, but to think like that, like BYOB is is like if you could pick one song for like I don't know all eternity, BYOB would be the song to pick. I, yeah. I just don't agree with it. I don't. It's not the best song on the album by well, any means. It's not means. the best song on the album. It's not even it, top. It's not even top three. It's one of the weirder songs too. Like if you look at it structurally, it's it's a very weird fucking song. Just the 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 just the breakdown with where they're both singing at the same time. It's just, it's such a oh. bizarre fucking song. And then it gets you, super you get, fucking you're fast. You're getting into it, baby. You're getting Dude, into uh, it. it. The song builds really well, too. It's it's a banger, man. I fucking love that record. <sighs> okay, so what do you got for your number two? My number two is Mesmerize. Okay, makes sense. And I didn't want... To, uh, initially, we thought about doing Mesmerize and Hypnotize, and I was very reluctant because I didn't want to buy two album albums on vinyls. Yes. And I'm kind of glad because, I would, dude, I would not buy Hypnotize. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but I would buy Mesmerize for sure. And after listening to both, especially listening to Mesmerize before I went to Hypnotize, I just thought, like, dude, when, the, when did this album get so fucking good? Like, when did this this <laughs> album cease to become like goofy system of a down into like some of the best shit they've ever written. And maybe it's just been way too long since I've listened to this, but it's not like the iconic system of a down, like toxicity sound. And it's a little more goofy in its delivery, but it can be just as heavy. It can be just as fast. And the album doesn't ever really slow down, but like here, here at systems done the best here. And it's the back and forth between Darren and Serge. And it's the only time that they've ever done it where it worked perfectly. Because at best, Darren compliments Serge so well. And at worst, we get shit like Lonely Day. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty, pretty bad. It's, I mean, it's bad, but it's, it's, I don't care. It's still fun to sing because it's so bad. <laughs> but like Darren is not a, he's not a good singer at all. No. But he's not a bad singer only if you throw him against somebody like Serge, because I don't, a lot of the stuff like, like in the single stuff I've heard from Serge, it's not like, it's not like Pavarotti great. It's not, it's not like, 
iconic, great singing, but it's no. unique to himself and it's good enough to where I can think like, wow, nobody really sounds like him and I like it. And so when you throw Darren's higher pitched vocals behind it, cause, cause Darren's pretty, pretty like linear. Like Serge kind of has like a, like a super high octave range, whereas Darren pretty much sings in like that higher register all the time. Yeah, you're right. Which is fine and it's cool, but only when it's backed or only when it's behind like Serge's lead vocals. And that's fine. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic when it's presented like that. And Mesmerize is really the only album that it was presented like that. I, I'm with you. I totally agree with you on that one. So, you know, that's why it's number two. It's her second best album. But uh, Violent Pornography, that, dude, that song, <laughs> that song gets me giddy, man. That song just gets me giddy. Everything about this song is so boss. Like, my favorite part being the end when he says, when he says, can you, can you say brainwashing? <laughs> and, then, and then Serge eventually, like, whispers Brain. in the song, like, like, to the outro, like, yeah. what are you doing, dude? Like, you couldn't just let him just do the outro. Like, you had to add a little thing extra in there. And then, uh, like, uh, like, Mesmerize was, like, the perfect combination of, of, like, hey, Darren, I'm going to allow you to sing more. But if I feel like I need to step in, I'm going to step in. And that's exactly what happened to Mesmerize. Whereas in Hypnotize, because, I mean, Serge was already kind of on his way out in Hypnotize anyway. And so yeah. in Hypnotize, it was it was more of like, hey, Serge, I'm going to sing when the fuck I want and you're going to shut up. And that's yeah. that's the feeling I got from Hypnotize, whereas Mesmerize was I'm going to allow you to sing in my songs. OK, OK, that's fair. Fuck, that, Mesmerize that's, is that's so another thing, good. That's another thing I love about Mesmerize, too, is that are those little things like that. It just things you wouldn't normally put in a song like because there's no reason for it. There's no reason to do that. <laughs> and there are a lot of moments on that whole record where they do that. Just like weird little instrument parts, little weird instruments on the album that are in weird, really weird parts of the songs. And and like in, in violent pornography, like, like Darren is trying so hard to keep the melody where his surge is just he's like, I'm just gonna do what I want. And he's just going off and just going like super high when Darren's just trying to keep the melody. And then he goes really low and then he kind of like yeah. goofs off. And it's, it's like that dude, that is like the perfect back and forth vocals. And okay, so like I, I also thought about this to bring it to to put it into blink terms for all the okay. people out there, because that's what we like to do. Yes, exactly. Darren and Serge are at best when they're doing things like every time I look for you, where they're going mm-hmm. back and forth when they're harming things like that. But when they do things like I miss you, and they both have their own verses that are completely separate and they have nothing to do with each other, that's when it sounds like shit. <laughs> and that's what like hypnotized was for me was they both have their own things going on that didn't blend with each other. And that's when it sounds like shit. But when they do things like every time I look for you, when they can kind of harmonize, when they kind of like feed off each other, go but back and forth. That's, that's when they're at their best. That's a rough comparison because it works well in blink. It doesn't work well in system. That well, I'm not, that much, I'm not, I'm not saying that it works well in blink. I'm just saying the delivery aspect of it, because Tom has okay, nothing okay. to do with Mark's verse and I miss you. And Mark has nothing to do with Tom's verse and I miss you. I know, but it's still a great song. Well, because blinks, you know, they're blink. Great. They're, <laughs> yeah, blink are great. So, okay. So that's your number two is the Mezzies. My number two is toxicity. Oh, so. damn girl. Yeah, it's still a banger, man. It, it's still up there. Mesmerize almost almost took the number two spot, but 
I just got to give it up for toxicity. And there's, there's way too much there. There's so much nostalgia for me on that one. And, um, my favorite song has always been my favorite song on this record. That's shimmy. And I didn't realize until this week that that was, that's, that song is one of the only, that's the only song on the record that was written by, uh, by Serge. Every other song was, was Darren. If not like maybe Serge did us, has the songwriting credit, but that song is only credited to, to Serge. So that was kind of cool. That's my favorite song. It's the shortest song on the record, but I love that mel- that vocal melody in the chorus. So good. So yeah, that's my that's my number two. Toxicity. I mean, you already touched upon a lot of it too. Like, it's just a truly ground bre- groundbreaking record. That I mean, it, it debuted at number one on the Billboard one, top two hundred, which is a lot, and uh, it sold a shit ton of records. And it's just banger after banger. I don't agree with like the lull halfway through. I just I don't I don't get what you're talking about there. Because it doesn't do that, but yeah. yeah, it's it's just and I love the song "Needles" too. That's another banger. That weird guitar part at the beginning, it just sounds really gross and like it shouldn't belong there. And "Prison Song" is another one. It's just that the whole album starts out with like this just one single Oof. hit, you know, by everybody. Everybody hits that one note, and then just dead quiet. I got some, and then I another got some one. notes on a prison song too coming into our album of the week. But we're not doing toxicity. I know, but there's some reusable parts that they've uh, done in toxicity that you can clearly hear. Ah, uh, okay, okay. All right, well, yeah, so that's my number two. And uh, I guess our number one, very surprisingly, our number ones are the same. So I don't know, what, what fucking album are we doing, Jeff? S- system of a Down, System of a Down. of a Down formed in Glendale, California in 1994 by Serge Tankian on vocals, Darren Malakian on guitar and vocals, Shavo Ojajian, I think that's how you pronounce his name, on bass, and Andy Kachaturian <laughs> on drums. They currently have five full-length records and have sold over 40 million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is their self-titled record, System of a Down, and it is their debut record, like I said. It was released June 30th, 1998. The album features Serge, Darren, Shavo, and the newcomer, John Dalmayan, on drums. 
Uh, the album was also one of the strongest debut records of all time, I would say, <laughs> selling several million copies worldwide. And um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. What are our initial thoughts on the band, the album, and our origin origin stories with the band? So what do you got? Um, so for one, you sounded like that kid in Billy Madison who couldn't read. Yeah, I fucked it like, up. I know. I he was like, up. kid can't even read. Like that was just throwing that out there real quick. Yeah, I know. I've been doing this for four years and I still can't even still sound well, like an you, idiot. You've been reading for longer than that, but. <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. It's true. But oh, I've only so been pod good. reading. I've only been pod reading for about oh, the, four Okay, years yeah, you're right. There, There is a difference between reading. There is a difference pod reading's between completely reading different. and pod reading. You're right. Pod you're reading? Right. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> people, people out there don't even know. They don't even know about pod reading. <laughs> you're out of control. You're out of control. Yeah, so my the first System of a Down song I ever heard, <laughs> I ever saw, I ever knew about was Chop Suey. I, I saw Chop Suey like on MTV. And being a non-metal kid who loved like pop punk and things like that, even even I love Chop Suey. Like the first time I fucking saw it, I was like, whoa, that blew my mind. Not only because it was a good song, but remember the video was kind of weird. It was, yeah, everybody was kind of morphing into each other, and they were like singing on stage, and and the bass Darren player had, like, the fake tattoos all over his body. Yeah, but then the bass yeah. player had that cool like braided uh, goatee that he that he that he wore all the time, and. Mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa, this is this is really cool. So the next time it came on, I, I you know, record it to my VHS tape and such. But that <laughs> was my that was my intro to System of a Down. And then I never went back and listened to their self-entitled record until like way after high school. Until for sure after Hypnotize and Mesmerize, I went back and listened to um their self-entitled. And realized like oh, wait a second, sugar. I kind of know the song Sugar, and so that was that was always kind of fun. But I, I don't know. I spent like a lot of my formative years not listening to System of a Down in its entirety, and that kind of sucks because a lot of waste of time there. And maybe that could have like changed my my perspective, and maybe I could have turned into like a more metal kid. I don't know. Yeah, you could have. I don't know. I mean, I've I've always tried to convert you into a metalman, but. You never, you never did up until recently. Never well, did. my, I mean, I guess the, with any genre, my problem with metal yeah. is, is a lot of it can sound very fucking similar. It's just, I mean, the same as you could say the same thing with punk. Like literally, I literally just fucking said with any genre, but that's fine. You don't listen. You're just <laughs> eating your fucking toasties over there. I'm not eating. Doing, I finished them. Doing pod reading rather than normal reading. <laughs> But yeah, that's my introduction to System <laughs> Up and Down, and uh, I don't know. Like I just, uh, dude, they're 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 good. I really have nothing bad to say about this band other than they stopped making music. Lonely Day. Oh, that that too. Yeah, the but Lonely Day is Lonely Day is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad that it's not even good. That it's fun. No, I, I, it's not. Like, I think the. Possibly like the most quoted out or the most quoted song I've ever sang is probably Lonely Day. Apart from like System of a Down jokingly saying like who put the ketchup on the table from Chop Suey. <laughs> like that's like the other thing. But like Lonely Days is what I quote the most because it's so dumb, it's so bad. But yeah, um like like I said, I've I never heard this out I'm just rambling at this point. 
never heard their self-entitled till till many many years probably at, at least a decade and a half until after it came out and at first i didn't like it at first i thought like this is not the system that i like i like more goofy i like more darren i like more um more variety because you could you could argue that their self-entitled is kind of in that mindset of metal needs to sound like this so therefore it has to sound like this type mm-hmm. of thing because toxicity kind of broke from that mold and they had a lot of different things going on and a lot of different changes and there's like tempo changes and the pacing was different but upon listening this week i thought for sure this album was going to be like third best for me you're totally wrong i thought toxicity be one i thought mesmerize would be two and then i thought this would be three so i was i was <laughs> genuinely surprised that this was this was their best and because it's that good. It's that fucking good. But it's, it shouldn't be that good, though. It but shouldn't why? be. Because because I just said that I like all of the things that Darren and Serge do when they're playing off each other. Mm-hmm. And it's done better than this album. A lot of the drumming parts, for instance, like the, the, the song Toxicity, I think is their best, as far as like drumming goes, is like the coolest thing they've ever done. Oh, it's so cool. And I then love the drum part of that. As far as like the guitars go, like there's songs that are better than this that showcase kind of kind of Darren's like guitaring guitar guitaring capabilities. Guitaring, guitaring? is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, help Dude, me. this episode is off the fucking yeah, rails that's, with the you pod know, reading and everything. The pod reading, sure. Uh. Yeah, there are other songs that showcase Darren's <laughs> guitaring better. And and Serge's vocals aren't as iconic in this one as they actually ever are. Mm-hmm. Like everything on this album, it's it's on paper, it's just kind of flat. But then when you okay. put it, well, then when you put it all together, I don't know, man. It's just it's there's something special about this album. There's something there's something special. There's something heavy. And again, it's so unique. There's com- nothing that sounds like it coming out at this time. Again, like where where new metal was super popular, but this isn't really classified as new metal. But it sounds a lot like new metal. But there's really no hip hop in it at all. No, to kind of classify it as new metal, but it's not really like heavy metal because it's a little bit quirky and it's not really super fast at times. And there's other times where it slows down a lot. It's just it's a mutt. This album is like a mutt of metal. It shouldn't make sense. It doesn't make the sense. The album shouldn't make sense. I don't know why I like it so much. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's totally bizarre. Well, my uh, my whole origin story with the band, I the first song I ever heard was Sugar. I heard it on K-Rock. I think it was shortly after it came out. It was like right when I started to get into into metal music, when I after right after I discovered Korn and stuff like that. And yeah, it was Sugar. And, and I remember recording that on a little cassette tape from k-rock and i would just listen to it over and over and over and over again and eventually i bought the record like maybe six months later i bought the record i got the cd and i just listened to the hell out of it i remember when toxicity came out i remember just how excited i was i the day it came out i went to the best buy and i got it and i actually and then i got i got steal this album i bought that one but i never bought mesmerize or hypnotize i don't know why i never did but maybe because I was like kind of disappointed at the time with Steal This Album, so I, that's probably why I didn't get mesmerized. But anyway, yeah, the first record, Sugar, was the first song I ever heard from them, and I've just been a huge fan ever since, really. And damn, dude, they, it's just like, 
it's unbelievable how many bangers this out this band has and like just how just different and unique and there's never there was never a band that sounded like them before and there still has never been a band that sounds like them to this day and i watched an interview that rick rubin did because rick rubin essentially like he was the one that said these guys need to be on a record label he signed them to columbia like he was the reason why they kind of blew up too and he he produced all their records as well and he did an interview saying like he he actually went to go see them at the viper room and there were less than 200 people there and he just he was ta- he just he was describing just like how blown away he was by it because it was everything he had he had never seen before in one show with the the screaming the frenetic guitars the dancing the folkiness of it all and he was saying and he was saying in the, in the interview like their brand of metal is so different because if you look at a band like Metallica, it's very chugging, just like do 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 do, or Slayer. It's it's very like straightforward. But he said when you look at System of a Down, they play like he almost plays like traditional folk style, like like Armenian folk style or or like Middle Eastern style music. But he plays it on heavily distorted guitars, and it just it, for whatever reason it translates so well in this con in, in their music and it was an interesting viewpoint that i never really heard and how much influence like armenian influence there is or folk influence there is on these records it's pretty remarkable pretty fucking nuts yeah so that makes sense yeah and so do you have any stinkers on this record no no stinkers okay so it's all bangers no <laughs> okay let, let's get let's get the okays out let's get the okay stuffs out Okay. What do you got? Let's see. I got one. You got zero. Because they're I, all I got one point five OKs. Okay. I think. So what are they? I think double D Devil or D Devil. I think that's an mm-hmm. OK song. Really? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. That's and then, a short one too. And then I think no, no is um, it's like my in between OK and banger. Wait, which one? Oh the, no, no, no! Oh, the first, yeah, the, the second song, second yeah. song. Really? That. It's just an okay to banger for you. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the the there's a cool bassline right into the intro, and it's mm-hmm. a really heavy song. The guitar tone is really crunchy, and like Domayan has a is that Domayan 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 yeah. has a really cool drum part in the bridge. So it's and he goes like really seamless from like the toms to the heavy part. But uh, I don't know. Overall, it's it's alright. So then let's because uh, I have no stinkers. I have no okay songs. I think. Every song is great to a banger. Okay, great to well, banger. this is going to be a perfect album for you. So, well, spoilers we'll there. We'll see. We'll see. We don't know that yet. So, what's your what's your BB? What's your biggest banger on this? Oh, record? sugar. I mean, I sugar. I hate to be so basic about it, and I hate to be so like like obvi, but dude, sugar's so good. It's, it is. It's so <laughs> stupid good. Like I'm just giggling just thinking about it of how much how fun sugar is and how great that song is. I know it's so it's such a bizarre song. It's that, unbelievable, and just that 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 bass line that do 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 do. Don't forget doo. that riff is the only thing played in the song. Oh, that's it's right. Four huh? notes, doom 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 doom, over and over and over yeah. and over and over. The entirety of this song is only four fucking notes. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so <laughs> dumb and basic. But like, how do you make a fucking banger of a song like that? Arguably, like a top three system song. Over just four notes. I know, right? What are you doing? It's pretty nuts. 
and just the like normally bands like if they were to do something like that they would just have like the bass line go through the verse and just that's it you know the bass line the drums and the singer but no darren has to throw those like high pitch fucking notes in there that are just so grating and so like obnoxious but it just adds so much to like the craziness of the song the, the song is just straight fucking crazy musically lyrically everything is just everything goes hand in hand in the song so well it's bizarre absolutely bizarre and that's like that's what toxicity kind of missed was like this zaniness and i think zany is like a good word to to describe kind of system at their best it's just like zany it's 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 weirder than crazy because you can be crazy but you you don't have to be weird like zany's like weird and crazy kind of put together yeah you know I like like yeah. this song is just weird it's zany and that's what toxicity <laughs> missed was just like that zaniness and like what really kind of puts this kind of i don't know in the upper echelon of system songs was not just like darren's high notes but then Darren also hits those high notes and then he let, lets them ring out a little bit. Like he, like at first it's just quick picks and then he yeah. lets them ring out more. And then yeah, when Darren does. lets them ring yeah. out more, that's when Surge gets more intense and more zany. It's like they're just <laughs> they're just like fucking feeding off each other. It's like and when when you start to hear him ring the notes out, that's when Surge like starts to scream. It's like the, and it's not even like a like a normal scream. It's just it's so weird. The song is so fucking bizarre. <laughs> It's like Serge had no idea what he was even saying. He was just he just wanted to <laughs> scream and yell. I know. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's great, man. It's so good. And the song the song itself lyrically it, I mean from everything I was reading it just sounds like it's about somebody using drugs and people are people say that sugar is like supposed to symbolize uh cocaine. But I feel like there's parts of the song that talk about all different kinds of drugs and just like just the craziness of it, the back and forth, the highs and the lows of the song. And then you get like a minute and a half, two minutes in, and then it just stops. And then this is like the, the down, the downer part of the whole trip, you know, sitting in my room, no lights, no music. No lights. <laughs> so this is just like him, like starting to, to like freak himself out and be totally paranoid from his bad trip. And then it just gets crazier and crazier and faster, faster, faster. And then it just stops. And that's like the end of the trip. It's it's such an interesting blend of the lyrics with the music. It just goes so well together. I they they just did such an amazing song, amazing job on this song. I, Absolutely I, amazing. I agree too that I think the song is kind of just like a um, a slow decline in a mental mm. state, a drift into like an insanity, I guess, caused by sugar. Which which I think sugar is itself is just a placeholder for addiction itself, not necessarily yeah. drugs, but it could be anything because. System talks a lot about like government interference, mind control, uh, being sheep in society. So I think like sugar is 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 a placeholder more so just for like addiction in general. And we can be we can be addicted to like now we're addicted to our fucking phones and technology and things like that. So I think sugar is a good uh, is a good placeholder for like addiction. And the chorus representing like the addiction while the verses get worse and worse and worse into the outro which like you said is essentially the narrator just completely losting being completely lost completely in insanity lost. yeah completely, completely losting into insanity <laughs> that's yes. where we're at dude it's saturday afternoon on halloween baby 
<laughs> we're getting wild. We're pod oh, reading and getting wild, baby. <laughs> oh, man, pod reading, man. It's, it's the new art form, honestly. <laughs> it really, it truly is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, so that, heavy, that, that heavy, slow, chuggy, that part into like a perfect crescendo, which is like the outro, and then yeah. ending with the same four notes, that dun-dun-dun-dun, that repetition, baby, repetition is key. We see it in rage all the time in like metal music. Mm-hmm. You you need that repetition. You need that that constant onslaught. If you get a good riff and if you get a good tune over that good riff, yeah, it's it's it's, it's historic. It's legendary. It and and Serge, you know what his saying, what he's saying, and how he's saying it, it just gets more and more frantic at the end. Like, how do I feel? What do I say? In the end, it all goes away. And then it just like repeats that over and over again, and it just gets absolutely insane. I love it. And then I, you know, what's cool too? It doesn't. The song doesn't ring out. It just ends like a complete ends. abrupt, a, a complete abrupt end after going so crazy. I love it. I, I fucking love it. It's it's a perfect song. It's not their best song. It's their second best song. Oh my god. I'm saying that it's their second best song on the record. Uh, okay. All right. Second let's let's get out let's get out of sugar and go ahead and, and, and because you don't you don't want to pretend to be basic. What what is your biggest banger? Oh, my biggest banger is no. Oh my I know, god. Yeah, I this is this is the song that outside of sugar, this was the song that that hooked me to this record. Was this was uh, was no. I remember this one just standing out to me so much when I first listened to this record and I just I love it. It just, it starts out with with like the 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 toms playing it and then it just it gets super heavy and then I love the chorus the no you never think you know and like it's like it, the, the starting and stopping of it and the way John plays along with the vocals dude it's so good I, I fucking love it I, I'm just I'm gonna play okay. a bit of it because I, I want you to like it more but you're being a jerk so here's a no from System There you go. There's no from System of a Down. Now, the two two things I wanted to mention about the song. One, the first thing is that at the beginning you you get the the main guitar riff, and then it just stops, and then he plays just the high notes for like a bar, and then it goes into the heaviness again, and then it then you got the verse, and like no band nowadays or even this band after this record would never throw that that little part in there. It just makes no fucking sense. It's so fucking weird and it's so stupid. 
but it just gives the song like a little bit of a weird character. So I love that. And then, like I said, the drums during the during the chorus, how they just he plays with Surge. I, I love it. And that's what I love so much about John's playing is that he, he actually like writes to the song. He doesn't just play a beat like he plays to everybody to he just he's just a really, really great drummer. He's a great songwriter on the drums. And what I like, too, is like he'll start and follow like with the snare on the first part, like with Surge, and then he'll go to the toms, play the same part, but on the toms. And then the third time, he'll play just the hi-hat really quick to follow along with Surge, and then he'll end the whole chorus with the, with the snare. It's just like, it's just shit like that. Like he's, dude, he's so good. Is, John's one of my favorite parts of this band. Is Darren your least favorite part of this band? No, Shavo. Uh, Shavo and then, see, I... You, why do you hate Darren so much? I don't hate Darren. What you, are you do. I, you fucking hate him so Darren. much. He fucking writes all the music. How can I hate him? I don't He's know. I don't know how you can hate him. That's why I don't understand. Like you hate him so much. You hate all of his vocals. You haven't been praising <laughs> no, any hate, of his like crazy awesome guitar lines. His guitaring. I I did on Sugar. I said the really high parts in the verse. Like nobody. Like it's so cool. It's so weird and quirky that he does that. That's a compliment. And then on this song too, like I, I said that that high part at, uh, during the intro, like nobody would have thought about, that. like nobody in the right mind would put that there. But that's what adds to the character of the song. Like that's Darren too, is it not? Come on, I don't know. I, so I you're, just, you're, you're making you're making things up. I think <laughs> you you're not thinking. That's the that's the thing. You're not thinking. <laughs> so I don't know why you hate the oh song. I really God. don't get it. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's just because. There, it just doesn't really go anywhere. But it's not. It's not a. It's not an okay song. This was but the even only that, one I listed between okay to banger. I just I couldn't quite list it as a banger. But it's not an okay song. It's somewhere in between. And I really don't like to put things in between. I like to define them as stinker, okay, or banger. <laughs> it's one of the few that I've listed between okay and banger. You're nuts, man. You're nuts. And that breakdown too in the bridge, like it's it's very like kind of anthemic. He's like he's singing like, like almost like a chorus. It's it's weird. That's the best part of the song, and that, that, that's what I said earlier was was Domayan's ability to kind of have have his own cool drum part in the bridge, where it's like it's so seamless that he goes from just hitting the toms constantly, and then going into like the normal heavy metal sound, mm-hmm. and you get two completely different sounds from Domayan. But yeah. the transition itself, it's like it's non-existent. It just it appears. It somehow just happens. Like I don't, I don't even understand. Like it, he just it, it goes from one thing to the other, and I just by the time I realize it's even there, it's already been like ten seconds into the song. Like he's that good. He's fucking great. He's he's an underrated drummer for sure. Like he's kind of underutilized really, too in this band. Uh, to an extent, no, because he play he plays when he needs to play. Like. He he doesn't overdo it, which I really appreciate. The only time we ever hear him really, or the only time we ever think like, "Wow, he's really fucking good," was in Toxicity. Yeah, on that that song for sure. But that it was, was intentional. Was, like, like they were like, "There's all this open that space." That was the intro. Yeah. Like you have to do something with all this open space. We're leaving this for you to to create something. Ah, oh, dude, it, I, dude, that song is so good. That's not their song. best, but well. It's yeah. a perfect song. It's, pre- it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. Ah, Serge's voice anyway. is so commanding in that song, too. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck, man. I kind of want to play it, but I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to do it. Can't do that. 
Right, not on this that. pod. Too many So, so your number one B is no. Is no. Your number and two B is sugar. Is sugar, oh. yeah. And I, I, I noticed too lyrically on on this record how much they criticize or he criticizes religion or organized religion and everything. And the first two songs are about that. Sweet pea and no are the sweet pea is just them talking him criticizing the church for being pedophiles and all that kind of stuff. And then criticizing other people, even though they're just as bad, if not worse. And then no kind of is, is continuing that, but not as, not as, as crazily. And they're just talking about like how there's so many different beliefs. So how can you say one is more right than the other? Like nobody really knows what happens after death. And so this is just them kind of saying like, stop, sending out all this propaganda stop brainwashing people because nobody knows what's right in the end so i think that's like the biggest takeaway from from the religious aspect of the lyrics is not just like they're shitting on the church and they're shitting on religion but they're kind of shitting on the way religion has been integrated into politics yeah because i don't think they give a fuck what people are religious wise it's just when you start bringing religion and start mixing it with politics and start creating, you know, the programs and things based on religion, that's when they really get upset. And then later on in the album, they really get upset of, of different things that have been brought about by religion in the mm. name of religion, I should say. Yeah. That's what really pisses them. That's what really pisses Darren Serge off. <laughs> but Dar- uh, not Darren, uh, Serge has a real way with his words too, that I like a lot. He's, He's not, he doesn't make it very, very like on the nose. Like he, he keeps a little bit more cryptic. I like his use of different words that normal, normal lyricist wouldn't really use. He's, he's really, I think he's a fantastic lyricist. Absolutely fantastic. So huge shout out to him on that. I think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the, a lot of the crazy outshoots of religion, but I think they're Christian. I think like Armenia are just a, a, a I think it's primarily Christian of Christian, maybe like orthodoxy or something like that, like Russian orthodoxy or it's something. It's probably like that. some old old offshoot of what we now know as as Christianity. Yeah, more than like because it's not a it's not a Muslim country. I'm pretty positive it's not. No, and that's probably why Turkey hates them so much. But I mean that's that's a whole another thing. So it says that uh, as of two, 2011, most Armenians are Christian. Ninety seven percent of Armenians' own church, the Armenian Apostol- Apostolic Church, one of the oldest Christian churches. There, okay. you go. Yeah, there you go. So we were right. We were both right. Stupid stuff. <laughs> All right. So um, what's your what's your 2B? Uh, let's see. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, Peephole. Okay. Oh, the last song? No, that's like the... Oh, it's, no, it's the third plus. to last song. It's oh, the yeah, fourth plus, to last. Fourth to last. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I, People is my 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 two B. <clears throat> gotta I, I put gotta love that get damn pacing, <laughs> that kind of polka stuff mixed with metal. Like you just you can't you can't put a price tag on that sound. And I don't know. I feel like both of us whenever we hear that polka sound mixed with either be it like punk music like we hear in Google Bordello or we yes, put it in like this. Like we love that shit, and dude, we even love polka music just in its bare form. <laughs> I know, like polka is just good We're music, <laughs> in in moderation. In moderation, yes. I'm not going to spend four hours listening to polka music, right? But you have no problem listening to an hour of polka music and enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. Yep. 
And like this, people has that. Dude. The people has that 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 polka mixed with metal, and the music here it's is so really catchy. Good. It's, it's so catchy. It's fantastic, and the music is so slow and heavy. But Surge can really, Surge can really send everything, f- in a in a in a way to make it seem like it's going faster than it is. Mm-hmm. As long as Surge is, is going crazy and doing his vocal performance, the music can just be non-existent because he I'm is so damn good at just commanding a song, at at pushing forward a song in whatever direction he wants to, regardless of the music. The music is just there to keep up. <laughs> this is a very surge it's it's funny too because as you see the progression of the band throughout the albums you see surge become less and less of the the driving force it's it's it sucks but it's also cool because darren is really good too yeah but, i mean you truly you truly see surge shine on this on this debut record it's like he is the band. He is really the band. After this, it's it becomes definitely more the Darren show. Even Toxicity, even though he has no Darren doesn't have any lead vocals on Toxicity, but it's still very much a Darren record. But then you think like how much, how how good could System have been if Darren was replaced by somebody else that was just as proficient as him, but not as good a songwriter as him. But see, but Darren has a has a style. He has he has his own signature sound. A lot of people don't play guitar like him. He ha- like I, like I was saying earlier. He ha- he f- plays or what Rick Rubin had said. He plays like a like an old traditional style, but just with a shit ton of distortion, and plays it faster and heavier. That's that's all it is. Like he, it's very unique to himself. It's it's cool, man. It's but cool. he but he has so much. So like okay, let's go back even further. Like Dick Dale. One of the reasons why Dick Dale is so so influential, so popular, so iconic was because he incorporated a lot of that Middle Eastern guitar tones into surf music and yeah. really elevated surf music to be something that it's, it never was and it never will be again because he, he's, he was the best at it. True. And, and I don't know, to, to incorporate those tones together is something to be said, but also like Darren is just a good songwriter and we don't know yeah. specifically like what parts he wrote how much of the actual vocal melodies Surge wrote as opposed to Darren wrote. But I assume that Surge without Darren would, System would be nothing without Surge, but System would also be nothing without Darren. I agree with you on that. I totally agree with you. You need those, both of them. And then Chavo and John are there to like put the icing on the cake. It just That's happened really to be that they were both fucking good. Yeah. What's weird too is that they're ten years apart, like in age. Yeah, like Surge, what the hell? It's so fucking weird. How is right? that even like? How does that make sense? Like, like, <laughs> that's that, that's what blew my mind too. Was looking at how old they were when this album came out. Yeah, and just seeing the age differences, I thought like, what the fuck? Like Serge was like thirty. Yeah, it it's so bizarre. <laughs> and the only reason they knew each other was because they went to like an Armenian school together, and then they were like, were they were both at the same recording studio? Or, that was put on by the school. It's something weird like that. And that's how they met each other. But otherwise they would have never met each other because they, the age difference is insane. It's totally insane. Dude, Serge and Darren are like the, the Mark and Tom of the, of the metal realm <laughs> in this, in this aspect. Because one, Serge, one, because Serge has done a lot of good, it. Serge has done a lot of good stuff outside of, of system. Like his self titles, like a lot of his self, uh. Uh, what do you call it? Self, uh, Solo stuff. His his solo, solo stuff. stuff. There, there you go. go. Fucking hey, man. Man. Halloween. Dude. His solo stuff. A lot of it's really good. 
And even like even like this year, we've talked about some of his solo stuff that he released has been really good. Yeah, it but it's hit or miss though. And then Scars on Broadway, like Scars on Broadway, doesn't have Surge in it. And it doesn't. It's not revolved around Surge, and some of the stuff is really good. Yeah, it's hit or miss too. Some of it <laughs> I is mean, really good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they need each other. That's what it is. They need each other. But I mean, now knowing that there was such a big age difference it makes sense kind of why this band imploded because you know with him being so much older and and Darren being 20 when he's 30 by the, by the time like system of a down blew up you know surge was already like well past the party stage he was he probably just wanted to settle down he just wanted to just kind of stay out of the limelight while Darren was probably partying and just fucking getting wild so that's probably where a lot of the, a lot of the tension came from like completely different mentalities and viewpoints just on life you know and where you kind of want to go it sucks i wish they made more music they will someday someday <sighs> okay so oh i didn't even play people why didn't i play it here we go right here people by system of a down <laughs> There you go a little bit of peephole from the system of a downs <laughs> it is fantastic but i for it to be so high on your banger list that's crazy number two it's fantastic kid. perfect it's fantastic but not not number two not not a 2b not coming after sugar come on there's a um there's like the, the solo bridge instrumental thing in the song that it just it's um it's perfect it's like it's some of the best shit they've ever done. What? Come on! It's crazy. Come good. on! Like it's, it's 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 crazy good. And there's kind of a deep cut too, like later on the album and coming off of, um, I mean, War and Mine, which are oh, dude, you're playing it right now in the background. It's so good. This part.
it is cool, man. <laughs> it is cool. That's so good. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> How is that? Like, who does that? Who mixes polka with metal? Yeah, and then the the weird high pitched screaming that Surge does too. It's, it's oh, bizarre. That's irritating. Very bizarre. It's a, it's a banger, but not a not a two B. Definitely not a two B. No, this is a, this is a two B. And um, also, like lyri- lyrically, so like a lot of these songs on the surface are drugs, addiction, things like that. This one, I like to think that it's it's uh it's it's not strictly about drugs or addiction, but but kind of being being aloof to the bigger picture. Maybe like using drugs as a starting point, but the whole like getting lost in the sky mm-hmm. thing could be kind of like not paying attention to what's going on around you and and again with the sugar kind of um dude halloween (laughs) is hard (laughs) going along with the lines in the sugar realm where where sugar is not specifically about drugs but about just something that is blinding us from the bigger picture that this song is like we're, we're, we're turning our heads to the sky, mm-hmm. be it we're addicted to drugs or technology or whatever it is, and we're not seeing the world around us being turned to shit. And there's mm-hmm. another good song in here that kind of uses like a lighthouse metaphor that I think really brings it all together. And okay. I think, uh, I mean, obviously, it's no surprise that, that this band is political, that this band is just asking us to open our minds, open our eyes, Look what's going on around us. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, if it's, I mean, it, I feel it to me the the song lyrically was just like a nonsensical, drug fueled mess, you know. But that that's that's what I get from it, and that's why the song is so fucking weird, mixing all the polka and the heaviness and the just all of it. It's just a bizarre, fucked up song, but in a very positive way, a very positive way, like the. The imagery I get from this is if you were with your friend and your friend was and your friend was like, Hey dude, I want to do like a bunch of hard drugs tonight. And you're like, Okay, I won't do drugs so I can watch after you, I guess. And then you are the person watching your friend do all this crazy shit. This song is <laughs> okay. through the eyes of the person that's not doing the drugs. This song is through the eyes of the person like, Wow, my friend is so fucked up here that he doesn't even see what's going on around him. Like that's yeah. that's kind of like the, the the vibe I'm getting from System in general in this in this point of their career, the beginning of their career. Yes. <laughs> Later on in their career, right. they got a little more little more zany and a little more little more um, obvious in their messages. That's true. Yeah, they weren't as cryptic. It's very. That's a good point. Okay, uh, we got anything else on Peephole? No. Nah. <laughs> okay. And Peephole's a funny name too, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, go ahead. Continue the joke. My two B was uh, yeah. was was people. Yes, it was that your, ridiculous name. Yeah. Your two B is sugar. Sugar. Yes. So, what is your three B? Or should I wait? Should I do my three B? I should do my three B. Huh? Do your three B. My th- my third banger off this record is a uh, war. War. That's my th- war. Yeah. Yeah, that's my third banger for sure, dude. It's so good. That's for my sure, five B for that's sure, my bro. Five B. Well, that's a little low. It should be your three but that's okay <laughs> well we'll get there someday uh i i just i think this is a really cool song i think the breakdown sounds great because it, it's cool because it sounds like he's giving a speech 
it's very 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 dramatic and i i I love it i love this song dude the bridge is like the bridge is just him preaching right it's just like him talking and i'm just like preach baby preach and it has that like that that or i don't even know if it's an organ in the background but there's like that just that drone that's playing in the back it's so good it's so fucking good i'm just i'm just gonna play a little bit of warf because why not here we go from system Classic fade. I haven't done a classic fade in a long time. That's one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite courses on the album too. What? Oh, the, on this song? Yeah, just the "We Will Fight the Heathens" part. I don't know. I I really like it. It's not even like super melodic or anything. He just kind of yells it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's very aggressive. It is. The whole song is very aggressive. I and like we were talking about that 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 bridge that breakdown. Man, it's so fucking good. Oh. Man, this band is this band in this record is is fantastic. I don't know. I I really I, I mean you just heard the song. People heard the song, and this is my three B. It's not super melodic. It's not anything like that. It's just it's very to the point, and it's very kind of hits you in the face, and I like it. And lyrically, it he really just this is him criticizing war and why it happens, and a lot of it has to do with religion or power struggles or whatever. The, just like the those are like the two main things when it 
why people go to war and it's him criticizing that and how it just affects millions and millions of people and how fucked up it is. And they, he even mentions the CIA's involvement in uh, Nicaragua. It just, it's, it's scary and fucked, you know, when you think about all this shit that goes on in the world this, like, that nobody, the media doesn't talk about. This song made me kind of like do something that I really don't ever do ever. And that's really think about like how I've been duped because everybody wants to think that they haven't been duped. And I mean, it's not yeah. like, it's not like I've been duped, but like how often do, do politicians mention the, the specific word war? And it's, it's almost never, it's always synonyms yeah. like occupy or conflict or combat or invasion or any of these other silly it's words that we label yeah. as a full blown war. And if you go back to like, to like Bush era, because that's essentially when our political um, life started. True, and yeah. you, you think of how many times Bush said the word war, and he said it fairly often. But yes. then after that, it, it slowly kind of died off. And like no, even though we're still at war constantly, nobody ever says the word war. And I love, I love this song because it's called War with a question mark. And, it, and it's it kind of questions like, is this a war? Is this not a war? And it's like, yes, they're all wars, but we just call it different names and we're yeah. being duped as the public. And so now like moving forward, I'm, I'm going to pick out more words that are synonyms with war that people don't <laughs> want to use. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's become political. I mean, it's become politicized in a way, even though war is essentially all politics, but it's just funny how like we, we try to, we are being duped by the media still because they, they refuse to call it war because they want it to continue to happen because it had, it, it sells advertising. It's there. It's flashy headlines, but war, war doesn't do that. War is a negative connotation, but in, like you said, invasion and stuff like that isn't nearly as negative as the word, as the word war is. It's weird. It's crazy. But even on like, on like uh, on, on like domestic soil, right? Like this whole black lives matter movement yeah. Is essentially like a war against our government against like minorities. Yeah, and that's true. But it's but we're not we're not calling it a war. We're calling it like the Black Lives Matter movement or or Antifa or any of these other other things that we skirting around the fact that our government is essentially waging war against its citizens, and we're okay mm. with it because we can call it other things. That's true. And we have other things to distract ourselves with. And this was this was pre nine eleven, dude. Like things changed <laughs> so dramatically. I know after nine right? eleven, like nine eleven was the turning point, especially in our lives. Nine eleven was the turning point in politics and society. And this was That's pre like, all yeah. of that. And they're still telling us that it's fucked. Like nine eleven is when I started to actually research things and start, and that's when I began to question things, just in every aspect. That was that was to me the turning point. It's it's super weird. It's nuts. It's crazy to think that these guys were were preaching these these things years before nine eleven happened. And I yeah. don't know. It's calling out the media the way they they did too. Because I mean, other bands would call out the media for propaganda and manipulation, but I but Rage was the one who really started it. But system don't get talked about enough for talking about that and calling out the bullshit of of propaganda and U.S. media manipulation. It's pretty pretty cool. It's pretty interesting stuff. 
well, not the manipulation and propaganda, but the fact that they're talking about it. It's uh, it's important. It's important to to keep that in mind. Keep it in everything mind. Everything we baby. see, everything we see is there's there's an agenda behind everything that we see in in life. There was like a, um, I mean, just talking about war. There was like a like a performance video. I don't know if it was an official music video, or a performance video um, on war. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but it was just like old old system on stage and like what was really cool about it was it was so respectful and fun like one guy at some point jumps on stage and there's zero boundary like at that time from the audience to the band and this guy like looked at Serge in the face and Serge like acknowledged him and the guy like nodded his head like fuck yeah and then jumped back into the crowd but he could have just as easily like ran over and like put his arm around the singer like all these other knuckleheads do when they jump on stage. Yeah. But just to have that, just like to demand that kind of respect from your audience that early on is it's pretty cool. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like people still jump on stage for no effects and put their arms around fat Mike and do shit like that. Like no respect, but for a yeah, band like system to, ha- to demand to not even demand, but to, to promote that kind of respect from their audience is just, it's uncanny. You notice too in the video that they, when when the guy does that, like security doesn't rush him, like nobody tries to push him back into the crowd or take him off the stage. No. Yeah. But ever, but ever since, but ever since Dimebag Daryl was shot on stage and died, like everything changed after that, like live performance wise. I mean, rightfully so. I get it. Like that was. I mean, as, that, was as, as, that was awful. As far as I know, nothing like that has ever happened and hopefully will never happen again. And I think it's silly not to have metal detectors going into a venue like that. I think that's stupid. But yeah. post that, like you should still be able to have fun. And it's not... We shouldn't let one instance kind of fuck the eternity for having fun because part of going to shows is like a respect between the audience and the band because the band yeah. would not be famous without the audience right that's true and yeah, that's the band true. would be nobody without their fans and to kind of like dismiss your fans entirely and just put on a performance and leave as if we're going to see a movie i think it's so disrespectful and it's so it's so dumb and it's so childish and it's it's so mm. demeaning i don't know it is it shows it shows your disconnect from from your fans and from just kind of society in a way, you know. It's no different than like politicians being disconnected from their, you know, from their constituents, right? Yeah. Well, you have yep, no idea yep. what it's like to be me, and and people in these huge bands that don't in, that don't um, I don't know uh, hang out with their fans or don't engage with their fans is is it's bad. It's it's bad mm-hmm. for business. It's bad for their image. It's bad for music. Yes. Yep. I know. I know. Dude, I'm trying. Right, I'm so trying. That's... I'm trying real hard to find like the right words here because <laughs> this today's tough. I don't know if it was that stout <laughs> that I drank already. Yeah, it has to have been the stout because I'm struggling to find like the right words to kind of like accurately portray my thoughts. <laughs> it's it's difficult. I or can't. It could articulate. just be the excitement. It could be the excitement of the pod. I don't know. It, it could be the excitement too because I'm I'm. Like even though I'm 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 having fun, I'm also excited to as to prepare for Halloween tonight. I'm excited oh, to yeah, what I'm going to listen right. to after this pod before I start preparing for Halloween tonight. There's a lot of stuff going through my mind. There's a lot. <laughs> got a lot to think about. Okay. So what do you got for your? What's your three B? Or no, you already did your three B, right? 
No, no. You need to do your three B. Yeah, my no, your three B. My three B was war. Oh yeah, we just we just did war. My we did war. My my three B is sweet pea. Is the title? Or is there, uh, the the opening track? Okay, that's a solid one. That's a solid one. Dude, that that intro is laughable. It's it's <laughs> like there's a sound you won't ever hear again, ever in the entire I, I, system of a down discography. You will never hear that poppy of a tune ever. How is he playing that? Is he like he's palm muting? He's palm muting the note or the string, and he's how is he doing that? How is he making it sound like that? I'm trying to think. It, it sounds like he's just going through like a phaser palm muting and then just going really fast. Yeah, I think that I think you're right. But it, it's a weird sound. But it's like it's a weird sound in delivery, but also in tone. Like it's it's mm-hmm. super poppy. It's yeah, it's, I know. it's it, like it, the it, intro to a pop punk song. It's like they're tricking you. Being the first song on the record, they're tricking you thinking it's going to be something kind of peppy and everything, but then it gets super heavy and super fucking weird. And that's something that Steal This Album lost is because don't forget that the opening track to, to Toxicity had like the one the one note intro to it, and yeah. then it just stopped. Remember, it stops. And, silence. And there's like a silence, and it's, but it, like, it drags on to the point where you think like, okay, like did my, did my record mess up? Did my CD like scratch? Like what's going on here? Yeah. So like their intros used to be really really good, mm-hmm. and this yeah, is this I'm is no you. different. This this makes no sense. It's very it's very pop punk sounding. It makes no sense. But then it goes into some of the, like 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 some of the sounds are so heavy and chuggy, and and this one also kicks in real hard, real quick. And the verses mm-hmm. have some cool like simple sounds to them, but there's really heavy bass with some guitar noodling, and it's just everybody everybody's really just kind of bringing their a game here. What I love is the. Uh, it's when it goes into the, I think it's the choruses when it everything stops and it's just Shavo playing the bass. It goes do 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 do, and then everything just comes in and and Darren and Serge are both screaming, but like Darren, I mean yeah, Darren's doing the high scream and Serge is doing the low scream, and it's just everything is super heavy and just like smashing. Like I I can't even think of a word to describe that that part, but I just love that that bass, the isolated bass. It's so heavy and. Damn, dude, it's so good. This 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 song is it's this song is my fourth banger, my four B, and ah, dude, it's so damn good. Should I just play it? Yes, straight straight from the beginning, no fade in. Here's Sweet Pea.
I had to play that whole that whole breakdown. Ah oh, man, that's it's such a, a banger. I so like another thing they do in their early days that they totally veered off from was was they don't they don't worry so much about overdubbing in a rhythm guitar when Darren is playing the lead, and they just let yeah. those those empty. Th- that that empty sound just kind of be there where you get the bass playing low and then Darren's playing high and there's nothing in between. Where, whereas a lot of bands would overdub like a rhythm guitar in there and then kind mm-hmm. of like break apart that awkward silence. Yes. And like they don't do that a lot. They they didn't do that a lot in their early days. And even though it's kind of off-putting and it's kind of weird, it makes for a really dynamic sound. It does. It's weird to think, right? Less less of something makes for a more dynamic sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. And this is another example of one of their bridges and breakdowns that just it sounds so cool the way it just it builds it builds up and just the the weird screaming that should sound really bad just sounds really good for whatever reason in the song. Ah, uh, Serge then, has know, some like and, solid hardcore uh, vocals going on in here. He does. Like, he could be he could be he could be a frontman for a hardcore band. Mhm. He seriously could. <laughs> and just like, and then just knowing, like reading the lyrics and, and understanding what he was going for in the song. And then the lyric in the bridge race is let the Messiah go through our souls, lie naked on the floor and let the Messiah go through all our souls. Ah, uh, it's, 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 it's gross. It's disgusting because the song is about pedophilia in the church and how people use the power in church to, to manipulate others into either sexual things and how the media uses religion to, to fight unjust wars all over the world. And, ah, man, what a, what a good fucking song every, in every part of it, lyrically, musically, everything is top notch. But then the outro, when he uses the words following and falling so similarly. So he says the following of a Christ and then the falling of Christ they're so similar to things like the rise mm-hmm. and fall are both so similar and they're both equally as stupid. And that's kind <laughs> yeah. of like what he's trying to convey to us. Like, like everybody thinks that the the following of a Christ of the, the following of religion, the acceptance of religion is just as stupid. Like you're all going to feel just as dumb when religion actually falls, when we all open our eyes and realize that your religion is stupid. It's it's no it's no better or no worse than anybody else's. So I don't know, like mm-hmm. like the way he uses the following and then the falling, falling to yeah. sound similar is dude, it's boss. It it's is really so good. boss. And then in the chorus when he says try her philosophy over and over again, how he he's saying that he's just putting it out there. What if Jesus was a woman, not actually a man? And how maybe we're all being duped by the patriarchy and all that kind of stuff. Sure, it's an it's an interesting idea, and he could have been going for that one there, but. And then Dogma did it. Don't forget. Yeah, it's true. Yes, they did. Atlantis, Atlantis was was God. Or no, it was Jesus. Sorry, it wasn't God. It was Jesus. I don't know. They couldn't but, have, like, I, like, Atlantis? Like, they could have chosen, like, Shania Twain? That could have been better. <laughs> no. Atlantis is better than Shania. No, no, Come on, man. That don't impress me much. Come yeah, exactly. On. There you go. Did Atlantis sing that? No. Exactly. remember when we toyed with the idea of doing a shania twain album on the pod yeah we're still it's still up in the air it's still up in the air i actually i think the the song that i just sang is not the same song as that don't impress me much 
It's not. It's not at <laughs> I all. Just realized that. I don't think it it's is. Yeah, that the one that you were singing. Does it feel like a woman? It feel like a woman, right? Feels like the name a of? woman. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Yeah. yeah, not that. Don't impress me much. That's a different song. Same song. Man, what <laughs> dumb songs! Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, uh, what, what else? We got anything else on Sweet Pea? What no, Sweet Pea's good. That's my three B. Three B. That was my four B. So, what's what's your four B? Uh, Cube. Cubart. 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 Yeah, this one's cool because. It's got the guitar first and the drums, and then like the song starts. Mm-hmm. Like the guitar has its own part, the drums have their own part, and then like the song really starts. And I love how chopped up the song kind of actually is. And I always love when the guitar parts match the vocal melody. Okay, it's always yeah. fun. It's always basic. And again, here here's like another example of we don't need to overdub in a a loud rhythm guitar during that part we don't need to have like darren also overdubbing like a palm muted rhythm section Dude, just have him like have it play like they would do it live have it sound yeah. like they would do it live and that's what that's what really like puts a little little cherry on this song for me it's it's very good so i'm gonna play a little bit of a of cubert for you guys or for you jeff because this is your your 4b so here we go love john's playing in the choruses it's just like this almost like jazz like frantic jazz beat that he does it's really good love that song too I, I, such a banger i like the musical melody outside of serge like he just he's adding to it here mm-hmm. rather than controlling it you could yeah. you could take serge out and the this song would still be really fucking cool it would be it would be really cool and, and what what no continue what? he just I don't know. He like he knows what to do. Like he knows what's expected of him, but he also knows mm-hmm. what he expects from the band. He knows when to let the band go, and then he mm-hmm. also knows when to control everybody. And this is a perfect example of him just adding adding something to the song rather than controlling the song. And what I think is cool too, the I at least my kind of viewpoint on this song 
this is another one where the lyrics match up perfectly, perfectly, perfectly with the lyrics match up perfectly with the the music. In that, the what he's talking about here is how everybody just blindly follows authority; they don't question anything. They just they just they just kind of sit back and just watch everything fall apart, and just they just don't even care because they're distracted or whatever, you know. And I feel like the way he sings is very like like marching like like a like a military march and very abrupt and it's very like spot on and on point and i feel like that's like a sign of like almost like oppression you know like you're watching the military do something you're watching your government do something it's very it sounds very the whole song sounds very propaganda like the way the stopping and starting and the just the dun 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 like i don't know it just sounds very well, it's also a, I have a, no a other word. I can't think of another word or way to describe it. it. It's also a good way to convey disrespect, right? When somebody is is just spouting off at the horn f- things that they've read on like Facebook posts and shit they know nothing about, it's very it's very silly. And then you start throwing your arms up like I'm doing it right now, like I'm running and like, "Ooh, I'm doing this. I'm marching. I follow Joe Biden. I follow Donald Trump." Like that type of like that type of cadence in your speech is very disrespectful, but you only do it to people that are just like regurgitating things they read on the internet, regurgitating things that they've seen in the media without any mm-hmm. actual thought in it. And that's kind of like what this song is getting at. It's kind of like, like, fuck you. You're fucking stupid. You're so dumb. You're just regurgitating things that you hear. And then also yeah. this song kind of irritates me though, because I feel like it's kind of poking fun at video games. I don't like it. I don't dig that because <laughs> it talks about Qbert, like the old the old video game Qbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also re-released for PS4, but <laughs> leave video games out of this, man. Leave video games out of this. I I'm not gonna say that's a bad thing that they're criticizing video games. Don't ever criticize video games. Oh, too late. They did it. Um, okay, so Qbert, we got we did that one. It's my B4, baby. B4. What do you got? Should we? Should we? There are a couple of songs I want to talk. There are two songs on in particular I want to talk talk about. One of them is not one of my bangers, but the other one is my seventh banger. What's your seventh banger? My seventh banger is Pluck, the last song. Oh, okay. Um, I just I think this one is is interesting because this is them straight up calling out the Turkish government. Yeah. And just how much they hate Turkey because of the the Armenian genocide in nineteen fifteen. And um, and just them, this is them calling them out, but then also saying like a fuck you to the American government saying, why haven't you recognized this as a thing? And to this point, I still don't even think the American government has said said that it that it was an actual thing that happened because of our ties with Turkey. But yeah, so it, it's just about that. And pluck stands for politically lying, unholy, cowardly killers. That's what that means. And what another thing what I think is so weird about this song too. So they're, they're, they're criticizing Turkey for obvious reasons. And then they're criticizing America for not doing it, for not recognizing the Armenian genocide. But then why do they care what the American government says and doesn't say when they just spend an entire record criticizing the same government, same set government. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's strange. And a lot of bands do this, not just system of a down, but a lot of bands politically speaking, they, they constantly talk shit about oppression and, and the American government, but then immediately want them to say something or do something. And it's like, well, then why, why, why would you say that this now makes kind of na- negates every, or kind of 
goes against everything that you've been trying to say and talk about. It's just, it's weird. It's very weird. I don't like it, but okay. it is important that people talk about the Armenian genocide because it was really fucked up. It's very fucked up. It's and we're kind of seeing that now. It's start, I mean, shit's going down in Armenia right now as we speak. So it's weird. It's, very strange. It's, I mean, I hate, I hate to say that it's not so much that the incident was fucked up, but that we don't care about it as much in America because it didn't happen to us. We don't really know about it. We weren't a direct participant of it. And that kind of mindset is, is, is worse than the actual event because like yeah. the indifference that we have to yeah. it, the indifference, I, I guess, in uh, the Americans in general to, to any kind of world catastrophe is, is, is scarier than like the event itself because that like, because we're, because this just leads to, this just kind of shows the media manipulation and the propaganda because we're growing up, we're constantly being told about the Holocaust. I mean, that's every, every grade all through elementary school, middle school and high school history class. It's always brought up the Holocaust and the Jewish stuff all that stuff is always brought up israel's constantly brought up but never the armenian genocide never any of the shit that's ever happened in africa over the last 200 years you know it's just it's so weird it's so bizarre how we're we only care about the holocaust or we pretend to care about the holocaust we don't even care about it anymore though like we, nobody even fucking cares like it's, yeah. it's gotten to the point now where i mean if not all of the holocaust survivors are are deceased and it's only a matter of time until it's it's done being taught in schools especially in like elementary to to high school maybe college you'll you'll take a course on it but but it's even got to the point now where there there are people out there that think it never happened like i mean yeah conspiracy theorists that it never happened it's it was all a joke and but but also when it comes to the holocaust there's like museums there's places like all this stuff has been built around the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Like the Museum of Death in LA. How many, which how I've been many Holocaust, to, Holocaust museums have you been to? I've been to one. I've been to that. But then you have all the stuff, you know, in Europe with the, the former concentration camps that are still around. Those are essentially museums. So, I mean, I, I've been to at least one. I paid $15 to go to a Holocaust museum in Dallas. Okay. And like $15 to go to a museum. I've, but see, see that, that those, seems that's like still a one, lot. But that's still one more museum than than an Armenian one, an Armenian genocide one. You know, it's just like why are we always being told about the Jewish Holocaust, but never talk about any of the other horrible things that have happened over over the last hundred years? Because we were the know? ones to come in and save the day. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, and then we're the ones that helped. We're the ones that created Israel, essentially. We're the ones that saved all the Jews, America, and, and gave them their homeland back. That's, that's yes. We're the we're the saviors. Yes, it's, that's that's what we are. That's what we are taught in school. That, that's you're absolutely right, and we're talk we're constantly being told about Israel and. What is um, there, <laughs> you said there's another song you want to talk about. It's not one of your biggest bangers, but yeah. Oh, the other one was um, was spiders. Oh, spiders! You got spiders. See, the the song itself is good, but I like. I think the lyrics are my favorite part of it because this is this is where they're. This is the only song where they they get conspiratorial about it almost. 
I mean, they, they, they talk about having a chip put in. It, it tells the story of a girl named June and having a, a V chip inserted into her brain to control her thoughts and, and everything like that. And, and it, it was kind of like a, a metaphor for what the government was doing back in the 50s and 60s with, with the mind control pro- tra- projects like MK Ultra and stuff like that. And this is the only time where they, they, they dive into that, that side of everything. It's not very, I don't know, it's not very in your face as like the propaganda in war. But I thought this is an interest, interesting story. Well, I mean, interesting the, the, part of the album. The fact that it talks about V-Chip, and don't forget like V-Chip, that was, that was big in the 90s. And if you Google V-Chip, mm. you will see a picture of Bill Clinton. Possibly like the first picture you see, you'll see a picture of Bill Clinton holding up I guess, I guess what is an actual V chip, but that was, that was made to like, uh, to block fun stuff to essentially mm-hmm. censor television, parents censoring television to what they think their children should or shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Rather than just turn the fucking channel or monitor your children. <laughs> yeah. They had to install a V chip to, to, to block everything. So that's that's fun, but dude, spiders is good. So like going back to toxicity too. This is this song is a precursor to aerials, a cool precursor. But this is yeah, a I precursor to aerials, and I I I love how Serge sings up when he says mm-hmm. the word head, leading into the chorus, where everything's very like low and dramatic, and you think he's gonna like say da 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 head, but he goes like da 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 head and goes up like that, <laughs> and it leads yeah. into the chorus. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's it's so it's so out of left field. I don't I don't expect it, and I absolutely love it. this. I mean, this is my ninth banger, but this okay. is this is this is a fucking fantastic song. It is a good song. It's a very good song. But I just like I I just wanted to bring it up because it was kind of the outlier when it came to lyrics and musically too. It musically, there's no other song like it on this record. This is the first real solo was on this was on this song. Like yeah, the whole entire that's true, album. Yeah. It wasn't even wanky or crazy. It was just fast and eventually slowed down. And he doesn't really play any solos on the first two records. See, the solos really start to come in on mesmerize and hypnotize. But he, they're not, they're not really around on this on this record. And then, okay, so like also another thing too, I I, I noticed is uh, like the quick, the quick drum rolls in the outro, like mm-hmm. like a lot of drum rolls like that kind of give you, like we talked about earlier, like the marching feel to it. Yeah, like in the Black Parade type of thing. Like that, yeah. I, I think that's why we were duped into liking the Black Parade back in the day because we like the drum yeah. rolls, we like the marching, we like the idea as if we are moving forward. We are, we are, we are going to a conclusion of something. Yes, but then in actuality, we were just duped, and there's no conclusion whatsoever in My Chemical <laughs> Romance. But this song also has like those drum rolls to where you are feel that you are you are moving forward to something, some resolution. I like that. Yeah, I, I dig I, that. I like that too. Man, we were duped real hard with uh, with that My Chemical Romance record. It was kind of fun how how good we were duped though. I, I had a good <laughs> I had a good time kind of like kind of like thinking like wow I got I was screwed good. You yeah, got me. We, that was just not a very good album. We got got good. good. <laughs> we did get got good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So do we do we want to talk about any other songs? Do we want to wrap it up. What do you want to do here? We talked about um, like maybe three quarters of the record. Three quarters of the record. The well, only ones we haven't talked about were Soil, Mind, 
And darts. Yeah, so only three we haven't talked about. Dirts. Dirts? Yeah, well, let's let's talk about suggestions. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that one either. So yeah, so suggestions is, is my eighth banger. Um, That's my eighth banger, too. Damn. Damn, girl. Look at that. This one, this one's kind of cool because it starts off and you like a soft song, you may think. Oh, no. Possibly. And then no. it's like, it just, it, it, it totally does not do what you think it's going to do. And that, <laughs> that hi hat sound is so crisp and so noise that mm, it's good. But like the lyrics here, this is the one I was kind of talking about earlier that it's like, I see this song as someone sitting in a lighthouse and they think they're safe. They think they're like on top of the world because they can see everything coming at them. And they feel mm-hmm. safe, you know, but once those ships start coming in from all around, it's super easy to kind of get overwhelmed. And that kind of plays into like the media aspect of this song mm-hmm. and of this album in general is when you, we, we sit at home and we, we sit around and we think, oh, I can't be duped by the media because I can see it all. I have, I have the internet at my disposal. I can look up whatever I want to do. But then when the onslaught of media actually starts to come in, we feel overwhelmed and then we don't do our due diligence. We don't do the research. And then that's when things get really, really dangerous. That's a good point because when, when something happens, we're flooded by the same articles over and over again, even though a lot of those articles could be fake or falsified. And we, we think because we see so much of one thing, that has to be the absolute truth. And we do, and then we don't question it. That's good. I like that. And then we don't even question data anymore, right? Because we feel like the data shows this. Well, no, data can actually been, be manipulated to essentially yes, exactly. show whatever you want. Numbers are facts, yes, but they can be manipulated. And we see it in sports all the time where you get mm-hmm. a shitty baseball player, but then you say, oh, He's batting fucking 500 on Friday mm. night games against the away team at their home park fucking on the third Thursday of the month. <laughs> and that's, that's you know point. what I mean? Like all these stupid fucking facts that kind of that kind of manipulate data to to. I don't know, to be whatever you want them to be. So it's like yeah, exactly. nobody's safe anymore. And that's why I feel like the lighthouse is because the lighthouse is always this beacon of of safe haven, right? As a ship, you see the lighthouse and you think, oh, thank God, we're almost home. Yeah. And then also on the opposite side, you're in the lighthouse and you say, thank God I'm in the lighthouse because I can see that fucking ship coming right at me. So I'm going to walk down the stairs and go to safety. But in reality, like you, you're not, you're not safe in the lighthouse because 14, 45, a hundred ships invading the area. You have no chance. Yeah, that's true. I like that. That was good. Dude, that was good. Serge didn't even know what he was writing back then. Like he didn't even know like the longevity of his lyrics. I know it's 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 really crazy how it can translate to today's society so well, so easily. That's great, man. That's good. I love that it's called suggestions. Like suggestions, like nah. Yeah, they're just that's suggestions. <laughs> they mean nothing. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Good, good stuff. What a fucking banger. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, War was my, my 5B. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I talked about my, my top 5Bs. Okay. And then I, I also, I did want to bring up the two, the two bonus songs, the B-sides, Marmalade and Storage. I remember Marmalade, I mean, Marmalade's a really good song. I think that's a fantastic song. Storage is good, but whatever. 
the marmalade. I remember finding that on Napster way back in the day. I because I remember the first album was the only one that was out, and I and I typed in System of a Down, thinking that there was going to be more songs, and sure enough, there was. Marmalade was one of them, and I downloaded it, and I just being blown away by it. I just I loved it, and maybe it was because I found it and nobody else knew about it at the time, but it has this weird nostalgia for me from downloading it on Napster. Super weird. <laughs> Napster. Different time. Different time. Definitely different time. Thief. Damn, Marmalade's good though. They they used to, I think they used to play that song live as well. It's weird for having it as a B side and playing it live. It's good stuff though. Solid. Uh, we got anything else? No, I mean I I feel like we've pretty much um, exhausted the the feeling of this album and fully yeah. explored the mindsets of of the band in general at the time. Agreed. Because Agreed. because they were really into into like politics and kind of representing their culture, but above all else, they wanted to make music. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I think they did a perfect job. I I agree with you, man. I agree with you. So, th- is th- are those your final thoughts on it, or? Yeah, I mean those those could be those could be my final thoughts. I was um yeah that's oh it, no I, I mean if you got if you got something if you got something else no I really I really don't actually. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. We have a three-point rating system here on the pod where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but you should at least give it a shot. And uh, zero is a dumpster fire. It's, it should never have been made. It's blasphemy. So you, you kind of gave your final thoughts. If you want to add more, you can. Uh, and then what is, what is, what's your rating on this, on this record? Are you, we like, are, am I doing my final thoughts and rating, or are you doing your final thoughts, and then I'll do my rating, and you do your rating? No, just just do your just finish up your final thoughts and and do your rating, and then I'll do mine. Okay, well that is, that that those 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 were yeah, that's really confusing to go back and forth like that. I know there's only <laughs> fucking two of us. I get it. So those were my final <laughs> thoughts. Um, I guess my final rating would be. Um, uh, there were parts of this album that I didn't think were um, were perfect. There were some things on here that I thought were was was okay. I think like. What I really like about albums overall is when there's a cohesive theme, when there's like a beginning and an ending, rather than just a a, a, a strewn together list of songs, because that's just like a compilation at that point. Yeah. So, um, given all of that, I would uh, I'd probably give this a three. This is a, probably a perfect album. Perfect three. Oh my. Yeah. God. I never thought it would happen. Yeah. I I, <sighs> I I was trying to rack my brain trying to think of like why I shouldn't give it a three because. Not every song is a perfect song, but wow. but above all else, like what I really respect, what I really appreciate is when bands go for it. Is when they when they go for it when they when they try to do it when they try to make a cohesive album from front to back, and they did. And legit, yes. the first song to the and the last song. If you just took those two songs, those are perfect songs. And so, at least if you're ending on a perfect song, that's that's going to hold more water. At least for me. Wow. So they did good. They did good. They, they done good. They did I. They did I. And then you'd give Hypnotize a 2.2. 2. Hypno- hypnotize? Yes. <laughs> no, Hypnotize, I'd probably give like a 1.25. Fuck out of here, man. Honestly, I'd probably give Hypnotize a 1.25. I'd give Steal His Album probably a 2. And then Mesmerize and Toxicity would be above 2.5. Fucking God. Well, I'm glad you gave it a perfect one. You don't do that very often. We don't hear that very often. I don't, and I didn't want to. (laughs) You try everything in your power not to give it. I tried. 
All right, my final thoughts. This is the first album I heard by them. This is my favorite record. It it hasn't always been my favorite record, but it, it is now. And uh, and I I think much like you, it's a it's a great. It, it's very cohesive. It, it they do something that's so unique to themselves, and it just it's it works out so well. It, this band is they're one of a kind. They're truly one of a kind, and I, I love that about them. I think musically speaking, they're just fantastic. Lyrically, I felt like his lyrics kind of blew me away. I, I was so pleasantly surprised by them. They're they're way more insightful and and almost cryptic in a way. Just his use of, of certain words was fantastic. I, I love this record to death. Absolutely love it to death. Everybody was on their A game, and I'm going to have to give this one a perfect three. I don't do it often. I don't do it often. That's all you give out those especially because it's ho- now. I feel stupid because because it's Halloween, and now we're like just dishing these fucking out like they're actual candies. Like we don't even care anymore. Like we're here's a three for you, three for you. Like this they mean is a nothing perfect now. Album. You give it's everything a perfect, a perfect album. album. I don't. I don't give even, even a if you're like, album. oh, this song's very pretty shitty. But I didn't. This album's perfect. I didn't give the Beastie Boys, the Paul's Boutique, a perfect rating. You gave it like a 1.5 because you thought it was not. garbage. You, you said it was one of the I worst hip-hop things you've ever heard in your life. I gave it a 2. You I gave it a solid License to Ill was, was their best album, so whatever. Get That's the fine. Get out of here. It's not. It's not. Uh, all right. So I can't believe you gave it a perfect 3. I'm so proud of you. You're finally growing up. Finally growing up. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long, it's been a long, long pod. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking around. It's been fun. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Once again, thank you for listening. And that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. I don't even know if I know that oh, song. Oh, you really need the year. Oh, that song. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you for something. <laughs> <laughs>
but oh, I've only so been pod weird. reading. I've only been pod reading for about oh, the, four okay, years yeah, now. you're right. There, there is a difference between reading. There is a difference. Pod reading is completely reading different. Reading and pod reading. You're right. Pod you're reading. Right. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> people, people out there don't even know. They don't even know about pod reading. <laughs> you're out of control. That showcase kind of kind of Darren's like guitaring guitar guitaring capabilities guitaring, guitaring? is that a word? <laughs> 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 oh jeez dude me. this episode is off the fucking yeah, rails that's, with the you pod know, reading and everything the pod reading sure is essentially the narrator just completely losting being completely lost completely in insanity lost. yeah completely, completely losting into insanity <laughs> that's yes. where we're at dude it's Saturday afternoon on Halloween baby <laughs> <laughs> we're getting wild we're pod oh reading getting wild baby oh man pod reading man it's, it's the new art form honestly <laughs> It really, it truly is. This is another one where the lyrics match up perfect, perfect, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly with uh, the lyrics match up perfectly with 